Dun 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 dun. This is the Detroiter, folks, covering sports in the Motor City in the Mitten State. I'm your host, <laughs> Nick Bradley. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Merry or Happy Hanukkah. Um, Kwanzaa, I think, just started. I don't know if that's still going on. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know when you're supposed to say that one. Hope everybody's had a, a great holiday season. I'm juiced up. We're back. Got to spend my week in uh, Michigan, back in California now, from the coast. Happy to be here, though. You, I, you don't even know how just psyched I am for 2022, and how many more things I'm gonna do. Like the expect, I'm ready to take this thing to the next level. Like I don't know if people understand. I'm ready to go to the next level. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Let it be noted. I'm happy to be here. Hope you are too. However, whatever you're doing, <sighs> the Michigan Wolverines did not win their college football playoff game this past weekend in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. They did not, that is a did not, did not win the game against Georgia. Kind of a shame, to be honest. And and not even a shame with Michigan, but just a shame of like, oh, ah, you know, it's like you're kind of excited. You want to see that game. It's a new face. It's Michigan. Plus, whether you're willing to admit it or not, it's true. Like, it's Michigan. People people are interested that it's Michigan. Oh, it's the first time Michigan, they've been there? Michigan's like, uh, that's a big – everybody thinks that. If you're from California, if you're from Michigan and anywhere in between, you hear that and you go, oh, like you'd like to see what they've got. Maybe you haven't watched Michigan this year, but you heard about them. Oh, you're kind of excited. Maybe you saw them play like one time, twice. Like you're you're interested. You've been following on Twitter. Big game. And it just it, – it, it just – it was over before it started is what it was. And as a casual fan, now don't get me wrong, as an MSU guy, I would say – Michigan State people, whether, yeah, again, they admit it or not, there's a little bit of a bias towards wanting Michigan to lose. I would say that's fair. <laughs> so I didn't want Michigan to win. But once it was, what was it, 24-0 at half, and you it, like you watched what was happening, it was two polar opposite teams. Like one couldn't do anything. And I mean anything. They couldn't play defense. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't even protect the quarterback. They couldn't protect the running back. They couldn't do anything offensively, right? They couldn't do anything defensively. And Georgia could do anything offensively or defensively. It was kind of a bummer that it just felt like that so soon. (laughs) Um, Because even the MSU game, like people will talk shit, which is fine. I don't, I mean, I don't care The people will talk shit like, Oh, Michigan state, they got rocked by Bama. They didn't even score 38 zero. Was that the, I don't know, whatever the score was, but that state game up until like that last play before half state was in that game. Like, let's not forget. I think it was 13 to three Alabama led with like two minutes, maybe less than two minutes in the half. And Michigan state was in the red zone and Connor cook threw a pick at the goal line, which, you know, who knows what's going to, happen after that not saying that would have caused them to win the game (laughs) although i'm also not saying it wouldn't not cause them to to lose the game i don't even know 
that game was close. They they score there 13-10 at halftime. They probably still get fucking annihilated, right? It's probably like 38-10. But at least going into half, you're like, all right, okay. Like, these guys got some life. They're not just getting run over. Like, they're putting up a little bit of a fight. They're trying. They're trying. And then in the second half, everything left. The Michigan game was just over so early. And I do feel bad. The asshole Michigan fans, I'm happy. But the, the people I like, the people I'm friends with, I would consider you guys my friends. If you're listening, probably, like, I hope you feel that way about, like, you know, I hope you'd say we're friends. Anyways. I, I feel bad for the for the cool ones. Like that is that's a tough, tough game to swallow. Even the one in for state. Like I'm just speaking from experience. That one, it's like third quarter and it's over. You're just so numb. You just want to like, I don't know, stick your tongue in a bucket of salt. Like it's nothing. You can't feel anything. You couldn't feel anything. That's how it's numb. That's how it is. And it's just so ass, especially after the buildup. And of course, in Michigan's case, and of course, in Michigan State's case, to get to that point, you have to have such an unbelievable season. Like, shit has to go your way at some point. Shit won't go your way. But shit, like, just has to go your way at some points. And it does, and it works out, and you win the Big Ten, and you have that weekend in Indy. Because that's, I let's not forget, right? Let's not forget they won the Big Ten. That's a wonderful weekend. That's a great game to win, too. Like, I fucking, I don't even think, when I think about State being good to a degree, I'm not thinking, like, oh, a playoff game or, like, the Orange Bowl. I'm not even getting to that point. When I'm thinking, I think be good, I'm, like, winning the Big Ten. Like, if you're winning the Big Ten, if you're in the Big Ten championship game, that's what it's about right there. Like, you, you're fucking good. If you play in that game, Definitely better if you're from the East, but if you play in that game, you're a good fucking team. And if you're a good fucking team enough times, there's a chance you're going to get a few chances to play for it all. But it's, it's like starts and stops at some point with the big 10 championship. Michigan still did that. They looked incredible against Iowa too. fucking killed those guys. It, it's shocking that it went the way it did because I truly believe, I mean, I came on here and said, I definitely made TikTok saying it. I believe like, or I believed Michigan was better. I thought they would win. You look at the recent games they played. You look at the fact Georgia doesn't play anybody. They play Kentucky and then they play Alabama and get fucking whooped. That's it. They don't play anyone else like remotely impressive. They play like 500 teams. <laughs> they play teams that lose their bold games to Purdue. That's who they play. Except I think Tennessee – did Tennessee – no, Purdue won that game, I think. I can't even remember now. And Michigan has just gone through a gauntlet. Michigan has just beaten Ohio State. You just assume Ohio State's one of the best three, four teams in the country. You That's like just a fact. At least maybe talent-wise, they're just a top three to four team in the country pretty much annually. I still kind of think this year, I mean, some of the talent on display against Utah, although that was a good game as well. They beat Ohio State, and when they beat Ohio State, how are you not just sitting there like, whoa, Michigan might be pretty fucking good here? Because if you watch that game, Michigan 
was the team dominating. Michigan was the team. Like every time Ohio State built momentum in that game, Michigan just did something to see ya. Just erased. Erased. There was never a moment really in the game, maybe a couple, where you're feeling, oh, Ohio State. Like I would say the Cade interception in the red zone was one time where you're like, oh, Ohio State, this might be one of those games. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that happened very much. Most of the time, it was Michigan running the ball. Michigan stopping them, getting pressure on C.J. Stroud. Like, Michigan applying the pressure. And then they went out and just took care of Iowa. I mean, those poor bastards, the sacrificial lambs of the Big Ten West. Those poor bastards. They got murdered, dude. What? I don't want to go on a tangent, but what would it be like to just play in the Big Ten West? Or, like, have your team, dude. Imagine Michigan State in the Big Ten West. You just you're be like pretty good and you're going to go to the Big Ten championship every single year. Can you imagine the number of times Ohio State has gone to the Big Ten championship in the East? Can you imagine what they would do if they played in the West? Can you imagine they would make the Big Ten championship game actually for 30 years in a row? Literally, I don't know what the record is. I don't know what the record is. They would I guess they haven't always had the game. They've done just top of the top of the standings wins the uh, division, but they would have a thirty-year reign in the West. Ohio State wins the Big Ten every year, and they play in the East, dude. That's they. What is it? The last five years, it's been Ohio State, and they play in the East. You get to they get to play in the West. First off, they, they who would they who would they lose to? Who would they lose to? Because you have to think, too. You watch a full college football season, a full Big Ten season, the teams go through like waves where it's like, damn, they've played a few good teams in a row, like Michigan State. When they got to Purdue, it was kind of like, damn, these guys have just kind of like, they've been clawing through a Big Ten schedule. And if you're not just overloaded like Ohio State is, those games will get you. Like there, It's nothing you can do. You are going to hit a, a point where it's like, uh-oh yikes this might not be the night sometimes they still figure out a way and win those that when win those games sometimes they don't that's just how it works ohio state would never have one of those games because they oh oh you don't have to play the second half ever dude it's purdue i okay no 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 i don't want to go down the tangent but you get what i'm saying you get what i'm saying Iowa, though, that 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 all said to say, Iowa still like not a bad team, like pretty good team, I would say, right? What'd they go? They had ten wins in the West. I mean, it's the West, right? But ten wins, it's still big, like big schools. Some schools that want to win in there, like there's Wisconsin, Minnesota, you know, I, I Purdue. I would say, I mean, Purdue was solid. Yeah, like they'll give you some fits, I guess. But you know, you do get to play Illinois. That does. And then you go to the East and like Rutgers, who two years ago was an automatic W. Rutgers now, like pretty good. Maryland, automatic W. Or actually, I don't know. They're kind of frisky. But even Maryland, it's like, nah, they're not bad. Like they're not going to make a crazy bowl game. Like they could beat you though. They have some players. Every team in the East, like they got some guys. It's one of those. Th- it's one of those things. They got some guys. And then you go to the West and it's like, ah, not really, though. Like, they don't really got those guys. <laughs> and the, and Michigan steamrolled them. 
I just, what I say all this to say that Michigan was very good. Like Michigan had some very impressive wins. Georgia, they beat Kentucky. Okay. Alabama, the first time they saw them, Alabama dismantled them. And how do you go into this Orange Bowl with that knowledge and not kind of say, like, I think Michigan may have an edge. Why wouldn't why wouldn't I believe that? I see the track records. I see who they've beaten. I see who they've lost to. Why would that, you know, I should, I should believe that. Also, um, I don't know. I don't know how they got out talented like they did. Because you look at the best rosters. This was the other surprising thing. The track records and then the talent. Because you look at the recruiting classes. Georgia always top of the line. Georgia always top of the line. But guess who else is always top of the line? Ohio State. And it's true. It's true. Even though Michigan fan or Michigan State fans love to say it. Stars don't matter. They do. Like maybe they don't matter so much if you're looking to go eight and five. If you're trying to go 12 and one, if you're trying to go 13 and one, stars will eventually matter. Like that's, that's it. That's a fact. Stars will eventually matter. That's just the way it is. And Michigan did what they did to Ohio State. Who's the king of the stars? Who hasn't gone a year without raking in an elite recruiting class? Like, I don't know. I think I may have been in high school. That elite and Michigan kind of bullied them. Michigan ran them around the schoolyard. They taped them up to one of those, the ball and chain things. And they dragged the ass around the schoolyard up and down the blacktop. It was nothing for the Wolverines. So while, yeah, yeah, dude, Georgia brings in guys like Georgia brings in NFL guys. They don't, they don't bring in guys. They bring in NFL guys. Michigan just beat a school that does. So there's no reason to look at that either and go, yeah, well, Georgia, they're, they're just more talent. They just got more talent. Michigan, just a team that, you know, they had more talent. Michigan just dismantled them. Michigan ran it down their throats. Georgia, the defense, the strength, and we saw that. Obviously, we saw that that was the game. There were still, their offense, they played Alabama. Not the best defense. Fucking good. They played Alabama. And they got they they looked lost. Stetson Bennett didn't know what to do. They, he didn't know what to do. And you kind of wonder how is that gonna like? Are they gonna just be like, "Fuck, we just lost the game." Like, damn, dude. Like you you know you don't know if they're gonna be shell shocked or if they're gonna be like, "All right, we're not losing again." Like, fuck that. Now we lost. Now we know that shit is not happening again. It's tough to tell how they were gonna take it as a team, how they were gonna play. And Georgia just looked like were were not gonna lose again like now you look at that and it's how does george are they gonna really lose to bama like they after that after that what they just did to michigan they're gonna it's one of those games that they played and it was evident from the start it was evident from the start from the michigan perspective dude that offensive line that's been great that's been great there's nothing there's nothing you can say about them the offensive line that's been fantastic. Ohio State, dude, they moved those guys around like hockey pucks. It was effortless sliding those dudes around. Oh, Hassan Haskins, you want to just run one for 20 yards real quick? Here, just come this way, dude. This guy's going to be 15 yards that way. It was so easy. It was slight work for the Wolverines, and they protected Cade. Again, Cade, you know, I, I think a good player for sure, a good college quarterback, mobile dude, makes some throws, 
for the most part, right? For the most part, doesn't really take too many risks. He, he's safe with the ball. And they've kept him clean. They're letting him go to work on teams. They're letting him dice teams up. He's not Michael Vick back there. They're letting him dice him up because they're blocking everybody. They've been incredible, and they looked like they'd never seen a human being move the way that any of those dudes on Georgia moved. Like, honest to God, that's what it looked like. And that that was the difference in the game. And it was shocking that that was the case. Because, again, you know the front seven for Georgia's nasty. But, dude, we have just saw Michigan handle, guys. Handle four-star recruits. Handle five-star recruits. Handle. We just saw it. So there was no reason to believe. And, my God, the Georgia – it looked like – um like a live action version of a comic book series and Georgia, everybody's the superhero. (laughs) That's honest. That's what it looked like. Everybody is the fucking main character. They looked, they were going super sad they were just buzzing around Michigan, pushing Michigan, getting penetration up the middle, getting it around the outside. Every time K tries to scramble. Oh, our, yeah, our defensive linemen are, they're just faster than just swarming. It was crazy what the what Michigan kind of did against Ohio State. It was like that turned up. It was absurd what they did. That clip of Nicobe Dean, where I think Blake Horam it was, motions across and then catches the ball in the flat. And Nicobe Dean, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Georgia has Georgia has players that do that. And you're and they're in college and they're allowed to play like the teams that we watch. They have guys that do that. He 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 went A to B instantaneously. It was unfucking real. You watch that clip. You could just so, show someone that alone, and it was like, yeah, th- like this is this is pretty much the game. This is what happened. This is what happened for sixty minutes. Because Corum's zipping. That's the other thing about the clips. Corum's like kind of cooking a little bit. And Corum is fucking fast. When he gets going, he gets going. And this dude, he doesn't have the angle. Corum has so many. This guy's just in his mouth. It's fucking wild. And they just all were like that. Stetson Bennett was nails. Didn't expect that. Again, how could you? He was nails. He made so many fucking deep balls. Every single one. Right on the money. Every single one, he's about to take a hit. Every single one perfectly in stride, only where his guy can get it. He was dropping dimes. Like, he was dropping dimes. James Cook was having a nice game, too. Stetson Bennett was dropping dimes. And it was deep ball after deep ball. To be honest, I'm not even doing doing this as a bit. I'm not even doing this as a joke, but it's a good comparison. It was like that state game in Ann Arbor when Rocky Lombardi, the COVID year. It was like when Rocky Lombardi, it's just like, wait, what? Like he's just heaving it up and it works for like 10 times. What? You just don't, what? That's kind of how some of these Stetson throws were like, he's getting a hit, he's chucking it deep and you're like, oh, all right, what's this about to be? And then the guy's just right on the money. The guy's just got like a three-step cushion. That wasn't supposed to happen. And he looked terrible against Alabama. So, you know, the hype train, oh, this guy stinks, this guy stinks. I was on that hype train, of course. He looked fucking terrible. He played incredible. Cade, I do think he's a good player. He's had a great season. Cade just didn't, you know, not great at times. Just not great from Cade at times. Like, 
that clip of him just standing frozen in the pocket. Not great. He kind of, it looked like he was a little rattled. He kind of got to the point, which tough to blame him. He got to the point where he's more concerned, like about the pass rush. He's starting to forget to make his reads. Like he just looked a little rattled. It, it is what it is. And, and how couldn't you, to be honest, like Peyton Thorne, also a good quarterback. You put him in that spot. He's probably getting rattled. Like it, it, it was just, he was being swarmed all night. Again, obviously, like you got to play better, right? Like you're in the playoff against the best defense in the country. You got to play better to have a chance, but it's tough. I mean, those guys are fucking ridiculous on Georgia's defense. And then Michigan's defense had nothing. Just as a whole, we Stetson was making the throws, but just as a whole, they didn't really overly dominate the line of scrimmage, you know? It, it's Georgia, right? So you, it kind of makes sense, even though Aiden, I do think, is going to be the number two pick. There's the holding clips, but like it's fucking football. Everyone gets held on every play. That's it. It's just how it is. That, you know, unexpected. I still thought Aiden would be a factor. Like he, he still did some things and he was getting chipped and they game plan for him, which smart you should. Why the fuck would you not like that? Not game planning for him is how you get beat. So good on Georgia, and you expect it if you're Aiden Hutchinson. You're the best player out there. Probably going to, you know, they're going to do some shit to mess with you. He just didn't make any, huge, like, impact plays. Like, oh, there's that forced fumble, or oh, there's the sack on the third down when they need it. It never felt like that happened. The the Michigan State COVID year-itis came back for Michigan secondary. It just fell apart. It fell apart. But I will say, as funny – as funny as it is to make the jokes about Michigan, to make the jokes for Michigan State, <laughs> as fun as it is, great season for Michigan. You, it, people upset. I saw a few people upset on Twitter. You, why, dude? You haven't beaten Ohio State in like 10 years or something. You haven't won the Big Ten for 17. 17. I, that's the number 17. Do you know how long? 17 years is do you understand that and you got that this year there's no world you can call it a failure and it's funny too being the state guy but you know state guys do it well it's a successful season i know they lost to michigan state <laughs> which is awesome and it, that's the one tarnish on the season like if you beat michigan state this is like your dream year this is like a michigan dream year honest to god if you beat Michigan State, because when you get to the Georgias, when you get to the Alabamas, it's almost like there's another hurdle. And you did what you did for the first time in 17 years. That's a ridiculous stat. If if I had to go 17 years without any Detroit team or MSU winning anything, I'd be I'd be in shambles. 17? That's a long fucking time. You did it. You did it. So that's the big takeaway, I think, if you're a Michigan fan. There's shit to look at for next year. People already calling for Cade Zed. They want JJ to be the day one starter next year. I don't know. I think he probably will be. This is a conversation for the offseason when there's not shit going on. I think he probably will be, though. Like, why Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Um, because we've seen JJ. And he does good stuff. When he's in there, he does good stuff. And Cade, as good as he is, he has the nights like Georgia where you can tell. Like, it's just – he might not be that guy. Like, he can't make up for enough. I don't know. It's the ceiling versus floor thing, which is tough to say as well. But I do think it'll be JJ. I think Harbaugh 
wants to level it up. I think he would love, like he got a taste this year. He won, he beat Ohio state. He won the big 10. I think he's got a little bit of a taste now for maybe winning a college football playoff game. Like he might be a little reinvigorated, re-motivated. I think he's going to try to make some tweaks. He's going to plug and play whatever recruits and transfers he can get for sure, wherever he can upgrade his body well. But at QB, he's going to look at that like JJ like does what JJ does. He's had a year to practice. He's had a year in the weight room. He had some in-game experience already. Like He should be primed. He should be primed to get going in the big time. He should be. He should be. I don't know if Harbaugh will do it. I don't know if maybe – he starts Cade the first few games. I don't know how we'll do it. I think JJ will be the starter though. And I think he probably does give Michigan a better chance to beat those teams, to beat every team, but to beat those teams, especially it is what it is. I mean, again, I know how you feel like state got <laughs> state got ran state got ran when they played Alabama. It sucks, but it's still a hell of a season. And from a state fans perspective, like they last won it in 2015, Six years ago, now seven in 2020. Like that seems like 17 years. That seems so fucking long ago. Seven years. Like you guys winning the Big Ten made me just, I want the Big Ten. Like I'm not even thinking college football playoff. I'm not even thinking Natty just yet. Like I, let me get back to the Big Ten. I want to see the green and white in Indy. That's where I'm at. And I do think Michigan State is going to do everything they can to compete at the national scale. I do think, like, I believe it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I believe Mel Tucker. I think he will get them to the playoff at some point. And I do think he will win a Big Ten, but that's what I'm focused on. Like, that's such a prize in itself. Michigan fans, you should enjoy it. All right, let me take a quick break. Michigan State came back, beat Pitt 31-21 in an unreal comeback. Unreal game, unreal comeback in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl. (laughs) We're obviously going to talk about that. Come on now. It's the dogs. Of course, we're going to talk about that. Pistons won today. I don't know if I want to talk about that, though. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> and they're still fucking terrible. So, you know, what is it? they won. They beat the Bucs first, first time in 16 or 17. They've lost the, the last 16 straight to Milwaukee. Sadiq dropped a 34-burger. Cade Cunningham back in the lineup. First game back since the COVID. Uh, I think he was in COVID protocol. He had a nice game, and they beat Greek Freak and that reigning NBA champs in Milwaukee. That's good stuff. If you're a Pistons fan, I'm happy for you. I really am. This is just <laughs> spread, spread the love hour right now. Pistons fans, Michigan fans, Michigan State fans, just spread the love. Good for you, Pistons fans. You stuck it through. You got rewarded. Also, shout out to the people who do watch the Pistons, who do buy the merch, who do like rep the Pistons. I like I like seeing the like the Detroit team supported. Of course, I want them to be supported. Shout out to you guys. You earned this one. How's that sound? You earned this one. All right, so we'll take a quick break. Um, we'll do we'll talk the Peach Bowl, and then I think here's what we're gonna do. No Lions today. I don't think I'm gonna do any Lions. Kind of they got the number two pick. Whatever. I think maybe Thursday I'll do the we'll like round up the Red Wings. We'll round up. That tiger's nothing. We'll round up the Pistons, maybe. We'll round up um, the Lions, okay? And then the following week, next week, we'll do we'll turn the page on football. We'll do the final end of year, like not report card, but just looking back on the season for both and like look into the future for Michigan and Michigan State. 
that'll be maybe the Tuesday episode because Lions game again, who gives a fuck, doesn't matter. And then that following Thursday, we'll do another roundup and we'll throw the college basketball teams in there. And then the following week, so the third week of January, we're going to just turn the page on Michigan State and Michigan football for a while. I think we'll just give it maybe like a month, just kind of dive into the to the wings. I fucking love the Red Wings. It sucks because when I post TikToks and stuff about them, like, you know, I, I want to try and grow. I want to get on Barstool's radar. So I'm trying to do stuff that works, but people just – we need it. I love the Red Wings, so I'll try to bring them here a little bit. For you guys that come from other things, let me try to bring the Red Wings to you a little bit. Get you a little interested. Just hear me out. Yeah, let me let me work my magic fingers just a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, that's the schedule. That's my tentative mental schedule for what we're going to do the next few weeks. So just prepare. Savor these last few episodes of college football because it's been great this season, and we'll talk about that. But – I'm going to take a quick break and we'll talk about the Peach Bowl. What a fucking game that was in Atlanta. What, dude, this team, how many times this year did these guys come back? How many times did they look what exactly what was happening? Like, what is this? Just ugly. The offense can't move the ball. The defense, like, the defense stood up in that second half. But that first half, the defense, it's like they're just leaking kind of. They're not getting totally beat up, but they're just leaking. How many times has that happened this year? And they prevail. This team, there's so much fight, dude. What a win. First off, what a win. Jaden Reed, incredible game. He's fucking awesome. I I don't know. I think he will go to the league just because I think – like his stock won't get higher. He's been so good this year. His stock, it, it's not going to get higher. So I think he should go. Who knows? He was incredible, dude. Those two just <laughs> smash fade, throw it up. He, he makes a 50-50 ball, not a 50-50 ball. Dude, like, do you know how good you are to do that? He makes a 50-50 ball, an 80-20 ball, and he balled out. That's what. That's how you win games. You get elite talents at key spots, and they do their thing, and all of a sudden you win a bunch of games, and that's exactly what happened for MSU this year. You get elite talent at a couple key elite spots or close to elite talent, and good things fucking happen. Like I wouldn't say Peyton Thorne's elite, but Peyton Thorne's a good QB. Peyton Thorne delivers those balls to Jaden Reed. The first one was a dime. The second one's a nice throw too. Like He's putting it up. He's throwing it on time. He throws it with enough touch that he's he's putting it in a spot where it's Jaden Reed. He's going to get a good look at it or it's nothing. Like it's – there's a reason Jaden Reed catches those so frequently. A lot of it is the fact that he just mosses kids. It doesn't matter who you are, he'll moss you. The fact is he's the guy who you're going to cover him and, man, you're going to let him run that smash fade. He's He's slicking his chops. That's his bread and butter. When they're in the huddle or when they get the audible at the line and he knows that's coming, this dude is fucking, he's trying his best not to grin ear to ear. And it toasted Pitt. It toasted them. Peyton Thorne cooked in the fourth quarter, which you love to see. Talking about getting rattled, he was having a shit game. He was missing guys, throwing it behind people, took a couple sacks, missing deep balls like the one throw to Naylor where he made that incredible catch where he like tapped it to himself. That's a touchdown. If it's a good throw, another throw to Naylor, I think down like the sideline and it's Naylor has the guy beat by like eight yards, bro. Like the Naylor has the guy so beat for a touchdown and the throws just way behind him and they, he can't catch it. Like 
He just missed some throws is what it came down to. Um, he wasn't making up for him really through the first three quarters. But then in that fourth quarter, like he found his groove. He was getting open guys. He was delivering the ball. Like he was making plays with his legs. He turned on like playmaker mode. It's 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 a weird thing how players do it because you can tell. There's a little, or a, I almost said a switch in the flip. There's a flip in the switch that just boom. All right. This other shit's not working. Like we're going to just, I'm going to try and just cook here. Like we're going to unleash this dude. They couldn't run the ball for shit, dude. And I don't know if it's a testament to Kenneth Walker, because to be honest with you, as unbelievable as K-9 is, if he was back there, I don't know if he's running the ball either. The offensive line was getting dummied. They they got just thrown around, and I don't know how that's happening against Pitt. I know Pitt won the ACC championship. I know they're good, but their defensive line, I didn't hear jack shit about them. They shouldn't be throwing you around like that. Maybe you're not going to exactly have your way every play. You shouldn't be getting tossed aside like garbage, though. You couldn't run the ball, or Michigan State couldn't, I should say. Couldn't run the ball for shit. I don't know if K-9 would have. All they could do was throw, and they kept just, like, insisting on the run, which I respect, right? I enjoy the fact that, yes, let's try to run the ball. Everything's a lot easier when we can run the ball. Let's keep trying. I love that attitude because I agree. But when you're getting to that third quarter and you're still trailing – it, it hits a point where it's like, all right, you cut your losses. Like, the, okay, it's not working. The run game's not working. Maybe we'll sprinkle one in here or there. Maybe we'll call like a, a QB draw. Like maybe we'll do a couple more sneaky things, throw a screen instead of running the ball. We'll do a couple sneaky things like that, but it's time to just gun them. It's time to let Peyton Thorne sit back there, toss it to somebody, and if nobody's open, take off. Like it's time to just go backyard, and it paid off. Peyton Thorne delivered. I don't know if Jay Johnson, he was holding off because he didn't, you know, he's a little nervous. I don't know if he, he, he didn't fully trust Thorne. I don't know what it was. They cut him loose in the fourth and he cut himself loose. And it was, it was delightful. It was delightful. There are few things as satisfying as watching your quarterback, just pick a defense apart. And there are few things more miserable than watching a defense you like get picked apart. There are a few things. And Peyton Thorne picked them apart. Peyton Thorne picked them apart in winning time. Peyton Thorne picked them apart when, when the game's on the line. When it's, if he picks them, the, picks you apart, he wins. When it's all the stakes, all of the marbles. And Peyton came in and balled out. I love, I love that out of him. I love him next year. Like I love the idea of him at QB. I love the idea of him getting a little better. I love the idea of him maybe getting a little stronger if he can get a little more explosive, a little like the agility, like getting out of tight spaces, if that makes sense. I would love all of that. If he stays the same, still a good QB, still a solid QB. You get him a run game, he's going to do some stuff. I want him to be like a, like, like a freelancing kind of where, hey, you drop back to throw like if these dudes aren't open, just fucking take off, bro. Like part of our passing game being open is you just sending it. I would love that to kind of work its way into the offense more because I think that's when he's at his best. I think that's the ultimate potency at quarterback in college football. But I think especially Peyton, like when he's running the ball, whether it's him or canine, he all of a sudden, it seems like he's making all the throws. It's all of a sudden everybody's open. And when he gets mobile and he kind of plays backyard, I think he's good too. I just, 
I don't want to totally rely on him as, hey, to get you involved, it's a throw every time. It's you throwing it every time. Like, I'd like to see him get used in other ways, like QB draws or just like run run pass option, type stuff like that, RPO type shit. I, I want his legs to play more of a factor. I am excited for him next year. I put out, though, put out the TikTok of Caleb Williams transferring Tuck coming. I mean, I hope so. If if that guy goes onto the market, if you're the coach anywhere that ho- that wants to win, you give that dude a phone call. Like, I'm sorry. I like Peyton. I, I would be happy to have him as our QB next year. K- like, you put a phone call in. It's Caleb fucking Williams. Like, you, you give him a phone call. Shoot him an email. Send him one of those personalized edits you see on Twitter. Fuck it, dude. Why not? What's the worst thing's going to happen? He says no. Come on. You got to send him something. You have to. No disrespect, but you have to. It's it's and the way Mel Tucker is going to build state, the way Alabama works, the same way Ohio State works, all these places, the way Mel's going to build it is like we we get the best players. Like I want you to come here and be a part of the culture and be great and be a four year letterman. Like we we play the best players, we get the best players, and we play the best players. That's what MSU is going to become. That's what I want it to be. I want it to be an NFL team. Mel Tucker said that shit too. Like, I'm going to run this like an NFL team. I want it to be that because guess what? Why do everybody love – why does everyone love going to Georgia, Ohio State, and Bama? It's because half their fucking team goes to the NFL every year. That's why. You play there. They're going to get you on the field. They're going to have 22 guys. And if you're one of those 22, you're going to go to the NFL probably. Boom. Of course, I want Mel Tucker to make, hey, you go to Michigan State – like you get on the field at Michigan State, there's a 50-50 chance you're going to the NFL. <laughs> That's what I want Michigan State to be. So while yes, I have the loyalty to Thorne and I I like him, you gotta bring the best talent. You gotta go if Caleb Williams, if you put out a call and Caleb Williams says, Oh, I'd go to Michigan, like you know, he becomes interested, you have to bring him in. You have to. You have to go out and get the elite, the most elite talent. At all times. That's just the way the game works. That's the way college football is and the way it's moving. But I would be happy with Peyton. I will be happy with Peyton because Caleb Williams is probably not going to come. But I digress. No Kenneth next year is going to hurt. I don't want to do the future too much. I mean, you could tell even, you know, again, I said I don't know how much success he would have. There are a few runs, though, where it's like he's one of those guys. You hit him in the backfield, he'll still get a yard. Like he would have helped is what I'm trying to say. I'm going to miss not watching him. We'll see who fills the running back spot next year. Berger, maybe. Um, defensively, Cal Halliday, the pick six was on fucking real. That pick six was money. The crowd pop. It wasn't a full stadium, which is kind of sad. That hurt. That hurt me a little bit to see. Not a full stadium. Got loud, though. When Halliday picked that off, that place was fucking buzzing. That crowd, wow, hit me right in the mouth. It was awesome. He's going to be a beast, dude. He's a freshman All-American. He's a freshman All-American, dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to him coming back. Who else? Who else? Who else? The defensive line was solid. They got some pressure, which was nice. Drew Beasley, Panashuk, those big fellas. Simeon Barrow, he's a young dude. He's going to be a monster. He was good this year. I feel like his name got called quite a bit. Jacob Slade, same deal. Like, there are some exciting guys coming back. There are some exciting guys. There are some exciting guys that are not coming back. Kenneth Walker, that sucks. I would love for him to be on the team, but yes, go make a ton of money. Yes. 
Jaden Reed, Jalen Naylor announced today he's going to the NFL. I think Jaden Reed will lose a Naylor, dude. He was awesome to see again, too, huh? That was one of the highlights of the game is just him getting a chance to play, especially now knowing that he wanted to go. That was nice. Put back the green and white, go out there, big stage. The fancy new, like Mercedes-Benz Superdome in Atlanta, loud crowd. You're wearing the Those jerseys are so fucking beautiful. Like you're wearing the traditional green and whites. Like it's your last one in the green and white. It's Mel going for the 11th win. It's a new year six bowl. Like that's why he said it in that, uh, in that pregame huddle. That's why we come to Michigan state is playing big games, dude. Jalen Naylor, it came full circle. That's why he decided. That's why he began his career at MSU and he ends his career playing in a big game in front of a big audience on a big stage. You love to see that. That's what it's all about. And he had that one catch. I think, I know he kind of got roughed up a little bit. I think he ended up coming back. That catch, that one-hander was fucking nutty. I talked about, he was toasting dudes all day and he got missed with a few deep shots, which sucked to see even more. Cause it's like, bro, this guy's been out. He's missing all these games. Like he's wide open. He's ready to feast. He's toasting kids. He is so ready to feast and he's burning people and you're just not putting it on him. Come on now. Oh, he was fun to watch though. It was good to see him. I'll miss him. He's going to be, you lose a good player. You lose a guy who's going to get taken in the NFL draft. Yeah. Like you're going to miss him. That sucks. That sucks. Especially where MSU is where Mel, he has the 2021 class, although they've had a few transfers. Um, he's brought in transfers that'll help replace parts, but he hasn't like had a couple recruiting cycles to just so where everybody in the system is someone he wants in there. You know what I'm saying? Every everyone in there is someone he was like, "Yeah, I want this guy. Like, I'm going to turn this guy into a good player at Michigan State." Everybody's like that. There's still a gap in Mel's guys and just the overflow but it's starting to close, which is nice. Every year that goes by, it's just going to keep closing. But this year being the first year where Michigan state's been good. And now they got to kind of reload some pieces this year being the first, it might be kind of tough. There may, you know, we may have to struggle through a couple positions next year. And Naylor's one of those guys where he was just fucking good. Like you didn't need to worry about your receivers getting open. That was one of the, we saw it this year too. We saw our wide receivers dominate a couple of ball games. Like we, if you watched MSU every week, you saw the guys we have at wide receiver make plays every single week. Jaden Reed was unreal. Jalen Naylor was doing it too. Trey Mosley was making plays. Malik Carr by the end of the year. Everybody started. Montori Foster. Everybody. Keon Coleman. Everybody started to make plays. You missed the guy though. You missed the guy who who was in there making plays every game and Jalen Naylor. I think he'll get t- or, uh, taken in the NFL. I guess maybe maybe another episode we'll do is the NFL, like looking at these guys talking about him in the NFL. I don't know. I think he'll do fine, though, but you, you'll miss it. Keon Coleman hopefully fills his role next year. I'm excited to see. But, dude, if Jaden Reed comes back, uh, what a game, what a game, what a game he had. He's so sick. He's so sick, and you love to see it for Mel Tucker. I said it before, 11 wins just hits a little different. It really does. Call it what you want. 11 wins hits a little different. The New Year's Six Bowl, well, you know, I'd really give me the Rose Bowl. I'd love the Rose Bowl. That one I'm going to get all the way gassed up for. That may as well be a playoff game. 
Peach Bowl, eh, you know. But still, New Year's Six Bowl, the 30th, kind of in that week where nobody does shit. Thursday night, like you're hanging out with friends. You got everybody's ready to watch the game. You're ready to celebrate a little bit. You're ready to party. You're ready to repost the MSU football score on your Instagram story. Jazzed up for that shit. 11 wins. That recruits go, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a down year. This is like supposed to be bad and we're putting up 11 wins. Imagine what's going to happen when I get there. That, ooh, ooh, that's a powerful thing you just heard there. And of course, it's something in the weight room, 2021 Peach Bowl champs, right? On the field, 2021 Peach, the practice field, the, the, the like screen on the street, 2021 Peach Bowl champs. You add it to the resume, New Year's Six Bowl winner, like this, that, the other. It hits. It hits. And I'm excited to see what happens next year. I'm excited to like go for more. It's fun. It's fun. This was an incredible season, and we'll get into it next week. But I'm ready for more. Like, being good this year, the taste we got beating Michigan, beating Penn State. Oh, that Ohio State game. <laughs> Fucking, oh, God, dude. And this is just the beginning. Like, we were in it till the end. We were hunting the Big Ten until the very, almost the very end. We were right there. And then Michigan, our twin school, our, our our sister school, our brother school, they went out and won the Big Ten. Like, it gets you, at least for me, it gets me a little like, oh, I'm ready to like, that, that we can be good again? We're going to be good again? I'm ready to, I'm ready to like be really good. I'm ready to level up and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what this staff has to do, what these guys have to do, weight room season, recruiting season. I cannot wait to see where we go next year. I have all of the faith. I have all of the faith in the world. That Peach Bowl, just the 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 metaphor for the season, just not looking good at times, they still find a way. When the chips are down, they find a fucking way and they do it. They are ready to win those big games. Like that is a big game. It's like, it's like the training wheels, bro. I'm ready for the training wheels to come off next year. Like we got, we played in some big games. That Michigan game was fucking huge. Miami was a big game. Ohio state was a huge game. Didn't go so well. Penn state's a big game. And then the peach bowl, that's a big game. We played in some big games. I'm ready to play in some fucking huge ones. I'm ready. I'm, we got a little lick. We tasted it. We know what it's about. Now we know what to expect. I'm ready to fucking turn it up a notch and I can't wait to see how these guys do it. I have every confidence that they will. The peach bowl one was beautiful. Hopefully, you know, carry some momentum into the off season, into recruiting Mel Tucker. I hope that man hit the links a couple of times. Mel, would you take a trip down South, go to Florida for a bit. Just take a fucking load off brother. Mel, Mel is overdue for a load off. Just take one off real quick for me, Mel. You deserved it. I'm excited for him to get his nose back to the grindstone. I'm excited for this staff to get their noses, like recruit, work out, fucking add players any way you can work on the scheme. Like, let's go next year. I'm ready to win the big 10 next year. And why fucking not Mel Tucker? Oh, they don't have Kenneth Walker. They're going to have a hard time winning seven games. Oh, we got the guy who identified Mel or uh, Kenneth Walker. I can teach a man or I can give a man a fish and I can feed him for a day. 
I can teach a man to fish and I can feed him for a lifetime. Mel Tucker. Yep. You can get the Kenneth Walker randomly and eat for a day, or you can have the guy Mel Tucker. Who's the one who's picking out the fish. He's the one catching the fish. He's the one just, Oh, this guy, this Kenneth Walker guy, he might be pretty good. Let's bring him to the state. He's the guy pulling the fucking strings. I'd rather eat for a lifetime. And I think we will. I have no reason to believe that we won't. It was an unbelievable season. I'm already excited to talk about it next week. I'm excited to just reminisce. Peach Bowl winners, Jaden Reed. We got the merch coming out, by the way. I think I'm going to try it. It'll come out on Tuesday, this podcast. I'm going to try to get the merch out Tuesday as well. Maybe Wednesday. We'll see. But the Peach Bowl merch is absolutely fuego. We're still tweaking it. It is going to be fuego. Sneak peek. For the real ones, I'm going to try to get Jaden Reed on it. He, I'm kind of, I don't want to give away too much. I'm going to try to get Jaden Reed in on, in on it. And we're going to run, everybody's going to have a Peach Bowl shirt. And we're going to remember this season by the Peach Bowl, by the resiliency, the metaphor for the season. We're going to remember this year by the Peach Bowl season. And then plus Kenneth Walker, because he didn't play in that game. Peaches. Peaches. Wait for the merch. It's absolutely glorious. It's absolutely glorious. Peaches. All right. Hope everybody had a wonderful New Year's. Wonderful Christmas. We already said all that at the beginning. I don't need to do it again. Just remembered. Appreciate everyone for listening. Welcome back. Gear up for 2022, baby. I'm going to have to do an episode of this where I guess maybe just the real ones listen, but I'm going to have to do an episode where I'm like, I want to discuss the plans a little bit. I want to keep up with the sports. Yes. I want to discuss the plans a little bit though. Like I want to tell you guys what I'm thinking, what I'm cooking um, and what we got on the table at least what lives in my head right now. So maybe next week we'll do that. Thanks again. Have a great day. Talk to you guys. uh, Sound like I'm leaving a fucking voicemail. Talk to you guys later. Thank you.